Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone, looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kristen Hessler. I'm here today with my co-hosts, Cindy Murray and Amber Garvin. And today, we're talking about sugar-free holiday baking. And if you've popped over to our blog, you probably saw a couple of recipes, and we'll have some more coming up. We've all been testing out some recipes that we wanted to share with you guys. Um, But today, we're really going to talk about how you can start sugar-free baking for yourself, really, if you're, like, new to sugar-free baking. So I'm just going to give you guys a little disclaimer. This isn't something that I'm an expert in in any way, and I wasn't passionate about it until it became something as a necessity for myself and my family. And so now that it is a necessity, it's kind of ebbed its way into my life and I'm on a journey. And I know that my mom, Cindy, is also on a journey with it and Amber as well. Uh, We all have different health reasons why we have a sugar-free in our lives. Uh, my husband is diabetic. My mother is also diabetic, Cindy. And I have a high A1C. I've also had weight loss surgery. And so I do have to keep a low sugar, low carb lifestyle. So, you know, I like sweets. Who doesn't? You know, we all want to have a little dessert every now and then. And for those who are diabetic, it is almost impossible to have sweets without you know, like making your sugar go skyrocket. So in order to enjoy those things, you have to have something sugar-free. And so we wanted to talk to you guys today about um, sugar-free holiday baking because it is the holidays coming up and mom and I are in the kitchen from Thanksgiving to Christmas, baking, 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 making cookies, candies, treats, cakes, desserts for the holidays, and Amber as well. (laughs) I know a lot of you guys probably do that during these winter months. It's great to have the oven on, keep the kitchen warm, and make something tasty. Well, and your body just craves extra carbs because uh, historically our our physicality from uh, caveman days or whatever was to put on pounds in the winter to conserve that energy for the the lean months of the winter when there was no food to eat. So our bodies just naturally desire extra calories. Right. And so I wanted to, you know, talk with Amber and my mom, Cindy, today about, you know, our experiences with sugar-free holiday baking. And I also want to let you guys know that this episode today, we're not necessarily talking about low carb. So that's another little disclaimer today. We're talking about sugar-free in some ways. Some of our recipes and uh, ways that we bake are also low carb, but the main idea is sugar-free today. So we'll be talking about how to determine what type of sugar-free substitutes and uh, different techniques you might want to consider while you're baking. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I wanted to ask Cindy one thing because I know that it's one thing that you want to consider um, when baking? Well, one of the things that, um, like she mentioned, sugar-free does not mean low carbs. So if you are diabetic, you do need to also watch carbs. And we'll have some uh, future upcoming episodes about making things low carb as well. And keto. And keto, um, which sometimes low carb and keto, some people take that to mean the same thing and they are not necessarily the same. No. 
Um, but we're, we're going to talk about that. But one of the things I want to um, talk about is um, when we start substituting um, sugar substitutes, uh, whatever they may be, they don't always work one for one. So one of the things you need to keep in mind is that baking or cooking of any kind is a sort of alchemy um, or chemistry. You, If you take water and you change it for milk, it's not going to react the same way. And so the, the same thing applies when you're doing sugar substitutes. Even though it may be equally sweet, um, it may change the consistency of your baking mix or whatever. Yeah, so. you can't forget that sugar is not just to make something taste sweet, but it also does things like it does, caramelize. It's binding and things like that. And so there's a lot of different chemical reactions with sugar that do not occur with sugar-free substitutes. And also not all sugar-free substitutes are used in a one-to-one basis, like one cup for one cup. So if you have something that calls for a cup of sugar and you use something like a stevia that is much stronger and does not translate into cup for cup, then you need to make sure that you are aware that it is going to change the viscosity of your uh, chemical creation there. So that's a a little bit of science there to keep in mind. Um, Also, sugar um, dissolves and stays dissolved. Once it's been dissolved, it binds to the other ingredients, whereas many of the sugar substitutes, once they dissolve um, in the warm and water, after they cool, they return to their crystalline state. And so if you're trying to make a glaze with a sugar alcohol, that is not going to stay a glaze. It's going to be uh, crystalline after it cools. So that's that, what gives it that gritty, crunchy it, feeling, yes, doesn't it? Sometimes a lot of sugar-free stuff does that. Um, Some of them, in my experience, also have like a cooling feeling in your mouth. Yes, that is a a thing that I've noticed. I think it, particularly with the sugar alcohols, um, you get a physical sensation of coolness in your mouth that is is sometimes a little bit odd, and. Um, Keep in mind also, when you're baking with this stuff, sometimes it may take several tries to get the perfect combination of chemicals. So don't don't give up just because you failed on your first try. We've made some really weird things and some really delicious things as well. One in particular that we tried um, was a cobbler and... We used fresh fruit. Well, actually, I believe they were frozen. They were frozen. And we had to add, you know, the sugar to it. The to sugar make substitute. It... And normally the sugar substitute will gel with, it'll mix with the water and it starts to candy. Um, it gets thickens as it heats. It didn't. It but was it like, does not do that. It yes. was granola-like. It was very gritty and it was bizarre. I mean, it tasted good. The sugar was on point. It tasted it good. It tasted but great, but the consistency texture. of it was really liquidy, mushy. Um, there was so much liquid left in it. It was like it... eating cornbread, like not baked cornbread, but like batter. If the, that yeah, the sense. cake batter Gritty, in the dump cake. Yeah, cornbread. Yeah, batter. Yeah, yes. it was weird. And that's one thing that I would recommend is if you are volunteering to make a dessert for you know, a bake club or as a gift. Oh my gosh, 
don't try something and then give it out before actually like trying it yourself because you're going to find that monk fruit is going to have a better result than um you know the stevia saccharin option um D- different ca- different sweeteners work better in different circumstances yeah, different so circumstances. um i know in my house we keep a lot of the different ones and kristen uh, and i were talking earlier about the many different kinds of sweeteners that are available they all have different uses and sometimes that trial and error that you use is trying one sweetener, and if you don't like the results, try it again with a different sweetener. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes just changing the sweetener that you use may change the consistency or how it reacts in baking. Exactly. My suggestion for you is to pick one thing that you know exactly how it's supposed to taste, how it's supposed to feel baking-wise, like your standard recipe for chocolate chip cookies. You can't make chocolate chip cookies necessarily sugar-free without getting sugar-free chocolate chips, but start off with one thing. Get your recipe that you know you love and you trust, and then pick that sugar substitute. Just pick one from the list, bake it, see how you like it. Next time, pick a different sugar substitute, do the exact same recipe, make it, see what you think. So, um, that's one thing to do is determine the type of sugar substitute. And I can tell you my pantry has like five different ones in it. And I, me too. And I use yeah. them all for different things, for different things mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah. I only like Swerve. Yeah. I only have Swerve. Swerve Sorry, is guys. amazing. I, I, I have Swerve in everything. I only use Swerve. I cannot stand the taste of anything else other than swerve yes and actually my recipe that was on the blog for the mexican wedding cookies that was swerve the powdered the powdered confectioner sugar of swerve which actually tastes exactly like powdered sugar that's why swerve's the best except that it leaves that cold it does leave that cold taste in your mouth it's really weird it's not really a taste it's just like a sensation but uh you know just some of them just off the top of our head, you know, there's uh, one that I do like. It's called um, Sucralose. It's like Splenda. Um, they have one that's granulated. That's something also you want to take into consideration. Like some of them are really refined. Like uh, the Sucralose, like I say, it's like Splenda, but the granulated on the baking aisle where the sugars are. Uh, well, there's a, a granulated Splenda as well. Mm-hmm. So so look whether you're using the granulated or the powdered. Right. Because if you're using the powdered Splenda, it, it's a lot stronger. It's like a lot stronger than the granulated. 600% stronger, I believe. 600% stronger yeah. than So sugar. if you're looking on the bag, it'll usually say cup for cup like sugar or measures just like sugar. Look for that. It should have a big little stamp on the front, like a lot of things say no GMOs. It'll it'll advertise that it's cup for cup. On I was going to say also look for some things because um, there are some sugar substitute blends. In fact, Swerve has one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a brown sugar because it's really difficult to make brown sugar in a sugar-free version. Um, but they have a sugar-free blend brown sugar of swerve that is the swerve i believe it's a a sugar alcohol is what it is Mm -hmm. and then a um it has a little bit of the molasses or whatever it is that makes brown sugar brown sugar so um so look for that don't assume that every sugar substitute is sugar-free 
Um, if you're really being always read the labels, read the labels, always read the labels, labels, do your research, especially if you're just getting into this. And another thing uh, to point out, too, is that there are some sugar free or sugar substitutes that are toxic to pets. So um, xylitol, xylitol is one of those. So check your ingredients and make sure that you don't give your beloved little puppy a little snip of your cookie if it has xylitol in it because it could be toxic to your pet very like instant toxic um so yeah that's uh that's your xylitol there's also um erythritol you want to be very considerate of that too because if you are sensitive to sugar alcohols erythritol is straight up sugar alcohols and it can give some uh gastric extreme gastric uh, discomfort but but it's really only if you eat too much of it so if right. you have it in small quantities it shouldn't bother you unless you're extremely sensitive to it but a lot of people do have sensitivity sensitivities to the sugar alcohols and that is something to um keep in mind definitely so you don't want to eat the whole batch of cookies in one setting if you're really in- hopefully you're not Right. Yeah, I know. Just because it's sugar-free doesn't mean you can eat the whole box. Full disclosure, I've done that before. Right. Who hasn't? (laughs) If you're really into natural muck fruit, have you ever heard of muck fruit, you guys? I, like, never heard of it until, like, a year ago someone was telling me about it. And you actually can get this anywhere just about. I mean, uh, Winco is one of the grocery stores that we have here. They're the stores that have like the bins where you can just scoop out however much you want they actually have a you can scoop out bin monk fruit, of monk yeah. fruit at winco you can uh, just get as much as you want i will so you don't say have monk to buy fruit. a giant package that costs 14 you could, you could buy a cup of it and try it in your favorite recipe but i will say that's another one to watch out for with the um Cold being flavor? A, no 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 oh. um that it is often a blend of sugar and monk fruit. So mm. keep an eye out for that to pure, make sure you're using pure, pure monk fruit if you need to have mm-hmm. no sugar. Um, yeah, my sister-in-law, um, Patricia, hey, Patricia, um, introduced me to that one. And I love that one. It's it's natural. and um, Scoop for scoop also. It is works scoop for scoop, but you do have to be careful that it's not a blend if you are watching out for sugars. And there's one more, too, that I didn't want to forget about. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with this one. Stevia. Stevia. My doctor actually was recommending Stevia. Really good Instead coffee. of Splenda. It is. I use Stevia in my coffee most yeah, often. Yeah, I, I like That's the stevia. green packets that are really hard to find. Yeah, they, they are really hard to find. And you can bake with Stevia also because I've done it before. But... Uh, there's de- there's definitely you really have to read the labels when you bake with stevia because uh full disclosure both of my parents were diabetic and uh so I often tried to make sugar-free things for them but you really have to read the labels when it comes to stevia or it will just turn out horrible if you... is it scoop for scoop it's not it's not it's it is very not very scoop scoop. sweet it's been, okay, stevia so, is way sweeter and that's where it's difficult with baking because when you're baking it's not like cooking on the stove and anyone who's you know an avid baker can tell you that it has to be pretty darn precise or you get something weird you it's know? chemistry it i tell you really it is, is it's alchemy and chemistry whatever you want to call it the amount of sugar science the weight science. of it is you know that's also a consideration when you're baking is the measurement the mass of it is part of it not just 
the flavor, but the mass of something. So it's really like if you don't put as much flour in your cookies, they're not going to have the right consistency. Same thing with um, sugars and sugar substitutes is sometimes it does really need to be that cup for cup so that you get the right density um, or something's going to feel egg fluffy size out of too. place. Egg size matters if you use a small egg or an extra oh, large it does. egg. You know, I, I, that was a hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah. We may talk about that on another episode yeah. coming up. But yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I do want to mention that uh, coming up later, uh, I believe it comes out on Saturday, my blog um, I'm going to make a sugar, well, I'm going to share a family recipe of mine um, for a sugar-free and lower-carb version of banana pudding that is a holiday. It's actually an Easter holiday tradition at our family, um, but we set out to make a um, sugar-free, lower-carb version of it, and we were really stumped how to do that because one of the main ingredients Bananas. is no. Oh, oh, you're, well, you're talking banana, about cookie, I'm right? talking about in the cooking part. Um, one of the main ingredients is Eagle brand. And oh. everybody's like, I can't make my favorite dish because it doesn't have, I can't find sugar-free Eagle brand. And you think, hmm, why doesn't something like that exist? Hello, Eagle brand. Why don't you have a sugar-free version? Because I'm telling you, it's possible. I found a recipe online. Um, it's to die for. It is really to die for. It came from really? thebigbandsworld.com. And I'm not going to give you the recipe. You can go look it up. But I we test drove it on several different recipes. Um, and, and we had some wins and misses with it. But um, I'm going to use it to make a banana pudding from my family that is to die for. Eat your heart out, Paula Dean. Yeah. Oh, man, that's my favorite banana pudding recipe. Paula Deen's, that's my favorite. But I'm gonna have I to think try. this okay. one is better. Next time you make it, invite me over because I am obsessed with banana pudding. I can't pudding. believe you haven't been at our house at Easter because this is a annual I have food. A, I have no, I've been at your house at Easter, but it's been a few years. And so, I don't know. I think last time I was there during Easter, I had just had my surgery. Oh, yeah. And you probably were like the a, recipes. Yeah, I was <laughs> not going to eat oh, yeah, banana 2020 pudding. Easter was... Well, yeah, not, we had nobody. My out. sad 2020 <laughs> Easter was... No, me, was my mother, my husband, and my niece, Ashley. 2019. Yeah, it would have been at least 2019. 2019, Yeah, Easter was right after I had my gastric sleeve surgery. Oh yeah, uh, so you probably weren't eating desserts, but yeah, I I was just eating. You'll have to try that one. It's a really good one. I'm really excited to share this because it's my mother's secret recipe. I guess it's not going to be a secret anymore. But and I have no idea where she got this recipe, but it is delicious. And like I said, we've made it pretty low carb. So, well. I did want to point out that there's obviously a lot more to be said on this subject, and we have mentioned some other words like low-carb and keto, so you can definitely be hearing more about these subjects from us because it is something that's important to us, and we do want to share our experiences with you guys. Um, We would also like, you know, for you guys to share in your conversations with us, um, what have you found as a success 
with your sugar-free substitutions, do you have any recommendations or anything that you might say definitely don't do this so that or we don't anything make the you same want mistake. us to try because we love to bake all three of us. Oh, oh yeah. yes, we do. That, that's a passion of ours is baking. Yeah. <laughs> sugar-free eating. baking is slowly It's really all about the eating. The, it's it, about the it eating. Is, it is. <laughs> the end result. <laughs> okay, so I think Amber is our hostess next week. Yeah. Um what is your what are what are we doing next week, Amber? Oh, well, we're going to be talking about holiday tradition, <laughs> holiday <laughs> traditions, and I am going to talk about the holiday, in my blog, I talk about the holiday cookies that I make every year, and we're going to talk about other traditions that we do during the holidays. Um Full disclosure, my cookies are not sugar-free, ladies. Oh, that's okay. okay. Bake them anyway. That's right. <laughs> everybody everybody who's not sugar-free can eat them. So um, I guess, Kristen, do we have anything else to wrap up with that? Um, well, I just want to remind you guys, don't forget to follow us on social media. The links are on our website. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Facebook. That's where you can join in on the conversation that we're talking about joining in on the conversation yes we want so, you to partake yes of the we'd love to have follow us on all social media yeah you'll find us on um instagram and tiktok youtube we're everywhere we're everywhere <laughs> yeah, we, we are everywhere and then of course our blog so don't forget to check out our blog too very often because we do have regular postings on our blog we also want to give special thanks to red door studios Creative Audio Tech, and Rimshot Graphics for our equipment, music, and our graphics and logos. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. We'll Bye, see everybody. you later. See you later.